Hey, y'all. Uh, thank you for joining us again tonight. This is episode 10 of Manly Musings Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, which you can see tomorrow, um, you can tell that we have a special guest with us tonight. Tonight we have uh, Kaylee Murphy, uh, one of my friends from Arizona. So Kaylee is a former uh, women's basketball player for Arizona State uh, Sun Devil Athletics. She is, let me see here, a two-time NCAA Elite Eight appearance, uh, Pac-12 All-Defensive Honorable Mention, three-year starter, and then also played professional basketball over in Germany for Hala. Did I say that right, Kaylee? Hala, yeah. Hala. Oh, so close, so close. <laughs> um, before coming back to the U.S. in coaching uh, AAU girls basketball and then advancing her career with you know, going back to school, and now um, at a corporate position. So fantastic. We are so happy to have you here, Kaylee. Say hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Second guest. I feel honored. <laughs> Very happy to have you. So, and also another shout out to Kevin. You are, uh, where are you on location? Oh, yes. Hi, everyone. I am currently in Princeville, Kauai in the Westin Suites over on the island of Kauai in Hawaii. So I'm on vacation. I'm enjoying myself. I'm trying to get a little bit shades darker. But yeah, I'm on here. Kaylee, I'm excited to meet you. Very excited because I was reading about you from Merit. And yeah, I'm excited for our little discussion that we're about to have today. Shout out to your uh, Sun Devils shirt. I, I see you out here. I know, Merit wore the Devils today. I like it. I oh, still, I still have my shirt. Too. you do there you go yeah the one you got me i still have it it still fits over my body after all these years so <laughs> we are out here that's all that matters as long as it still fits and absolutely make it fit um so tonight guys because i screwed up on what time zone kaylee was in i thought arizona was still three hours behind us here in the east coast well i guess they're only two so whoops i screwed that up so she's going to be on with us for about 30 30, 35 minutes of this podcast, and then she has to head out. Um, so we're going to dive right into the conversation that we have set up with her, and then we'll go through the whole rigmarole that we do every single week. Um, so first, Kaylee, thank you again for joining. Uh, tonight's episode is talking about women's sports. Kevin and I mentioned it in an episode a while back, talking about UConn women's basketball, but also my experience playing against girls at West Virginia. So we really want to dive into what life was like as a female athlete in college, but also in the professionals and what your thought process is too, through it all. Um, so let's just dive in. What was it like, especially playing underneath coach Charlie at ASU? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and talking about uh, women's, women's sports. It's, it's definitely a topic that never gets enough media attention and conversation about it. So I appreciate you guys uh, jumping right in there. But uh, being a women's basketball player really shaped me in all areas of my life. I, I started playing when I was um, in fifth grade, just, you know, school sports, nothing serious, jumped into club seventh grade. And then honestly, it was such a, a vehicle that took me to so many opportunities in life, um, you know, for over 10 years. And I just have so many great experiences and everything I think of, like my work ethic now in corporate sports, it really, you know, comes from, from that. But, uh, you know, being at Arizona State under Charlie Turner Thorne was an amazing opportunity. Merit, you know, you know, Charlie, she's been she's there scary. over 20, over 25 years. She has a, a day named after her in Tempe, Charlie Turner Thorne Day. And, She's a beast. She packs, she's little, but she packs a mighty punch. And, uh, you know, I, don't let her like mini skirt scare, like deter I, you from what she can do. I remember when we played pickup basketball after work every now and then, like what, once or twice a week, I got there early one day and she's comes in and we're on the, I think we were pl playing on the women's side that day. Cause the guys had stuff going on and she asked me and gosh, I think Dave, if we were college students and we're like, no, we work here, blah, blah, blah. She goes, Oh, well, I really need guys like with height and that can play basketball for a practice squad. I was like, been there, done that. I want to do it again. 
I've got gotten enough elbows from the girls. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I got a three inch long screw in my foot because of that. I've got cuts and bruises. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I can only imagine what it was like. But like for you being at ASU, your home school, basically, what was kind of like that idea of why there? Why did you pick there out of all the other schools that you probably had offers to? Yeah, I did. Um, I, you know, was lucky enough to play on a very competitive AAU club team. My junior year, I actually played for a team out of Los Angeles, California, just to get more exposure and uh, was getting recruited by most of the D1 schools out there. And I had big aspirations to go anywhere but Arizona. And then when push came to shove, I, you know, I believed in Charlie's uh, kind of vision for the program and the role she saw in my, where I could fit in the of team. And then honestly, my family, right. I'm, I'm, you know, Merritt, I family is very important to me. Um, my mom got, uh, pregnant my senior year of high school and I had my little sister, Maddie May. And I was like, wow, what a cool opportunity that I can play for one of the top programs in the country. And like my parents are 10 minutes down the road. So it, it worked out for the best. I, I'm so glad I chose ASU, but yeah, the first three years of high school, I was like, I'm going to Oregon. I'm going to Washington, like all these schools. And then ASU was it. Sounds like me when I was like, I'm going to go, I'm not going to UNH. Screw UNH. I'm from New Hampshire. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I ended up going there for two years. Kaylee, <laughs> if I may ask what other schools were looking at you at the time. Do you Yeah. Remember? Great question. Yeah. I committed pretty early in my junior year, but um, pretty much all the PAC 10 schools at the time, um, a lot of the big 10 schools. So, uh, I had, you know, met a lot of great coaches and I continued my relationship with them, which was fun, especially once I started being a grad assistant coach, I could kind of, you know, connect with them. And they were like, Oh man, I remember when I was recruiting you. And it was kind of cool to make that full circle, um, later on. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And now Aaron, may I jump in with a question before go, you go to your next one? Go, go so, right ahead. It's uh, conversation, Kevin. Yes, That's all it is. I know. Uh, Kaylee, I always wanted to ask this to people. Can you describe that one moment when you were playing in a game that gave you the, oh my God, I'm playing in division one basketball. Do you remember the first person that like put you on some skates and, or took you out? You're like, oh shit, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I probably had two moments. So the first one was when I was in high school, I was still playing club basketball. Um, we were at a tournament in Oregon at the time. And uh, I'm not sure how familiar with club basketball, but you know, you go, you play tournaments. So the coaches come and watch you. Right. So you have bleachers mm -hmm. just full of college coaches. And uh, this was a pretty big recruiting one. And I was on the free throw line and it was super loud gym. Like everyone's just talking and all of a sudden the gym goes quiet. And I was like, I know it's not because I'm at the free throw line. So what, what happened? And Pat Summit walked in and, you know, and Pat Summit walks in, like she gets attention and you could just like feel that. And that was like pretty cool that I was, you know, in high school at the time, probably what, like 16 years old and, you know, just having her walk in, I was like, okay, you know, she's attending one of our games. Like, this is serious. I have like an opportunity in this um, as a, in my future. And then probably when I was in college, my freshman year, we made it to the NCAA tournament. Um, and it was a sweet 16 game, uh, against a Bowling Green, I think. And we just demolished them. Like it wasn't even like, it was, you know, we just were playing really good. And I had a great game. Like I had a, a fast break and just like seeing the cameras and getting police escorted to the game. Like all of those kind of like, you're like, oh man, like I can't imagine what the boys feel like in the NCAA tournament because this is pretty cool uh, from a women's perspective. I can only imagine. Sounds a lot better than awesome. what they dealt with this past year. So yeah, <laughs> I think I would take that over the tournament this past 2020 <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly that sounds amazing um so high school to college what's the biggest difference especially your i think you have we all understand with college athletics you have a precedence that you are performing on the court or the field but you also need to perform in the classroom to play 
at that point. And it's the same in high school, but at a little bit different level. So walk us through that kind of aspect. Yeah. I mean, the biggest difference that I tried to always talk through when I was coaching high school girls is you go from, you know, school, social life, like a couple hours of basketball a day to like basketball is your full schedule. Your coaches are scheduling you out from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then you're so exhausted. So you go to sleep like a lot of your party social life. You don't you don't tap into as much as a college athlete because you're you're grinding it out. Right. You're exhausted. You've never worked out so hard. You have a full strength coach program. Um, probably kids today work out harder than we did when I was growing up because they just have more resources for them. But I mean, you're starting with conditioning in the morning, you're, you have your school, you have five hours in the gym, and then you have study hall that, you know, is mandated and you just have so many resources and people watching out for you that you don't realize it in the moment, but it's, it's pretty amazing how many resources you have. And, uh, you know, hopefully kids take a half advantage of it, um, when they get to college. That's, that's awesome. You got anything, Kevin? No, I was good on that one. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think this is one that Kevin and I've kind of talked about. There's that misconception of women's sports or, and female athletes that, they are softer or they don't play as hard or all these other things that any male or any human being can say. And let's be honest, we've all probably said it at some point in our lives when we weren't understanding of what this concept was. I played basketball against you. I've taken, I don't know how many bows to the face against you and <laughs> seeing you do fadeaway threes and me just going, I played perfect defense. My hand was in her face. I don't know what y'all want me to do. She's <laughs> my height. I can't help this. But like to you, what's that biggest misconception that people see when they look at women's yeah. sports? Good question. I mean, I, I will say tell Kevin, Mary and I had some pretty good battles in, in college, right? Our, when we used to play after practice, that was fun. Um, oh, before you go on, can you, can you give yeah. us one, moment that you just remember where you let Mary know hey I'm a real deal here oh I have I have one that she realized that I was I played basketball where she took a she was trying to post me up and I was like no this is not happening and drove (laughs) her out she tried to drive and I jumped up and swatted the ball out of her hand she she was like okay now I know what I gotta do I'm like crap (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think we always decided to be on opposite teams just so we could pick on each other a little bit. Um, that's and it was funny, only but... fair because we were both the same height and everything and everyone else was short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't uh, imagine if they put you both on the same team. I think like, happened... You would have to give it like a 10 point cushion. That I think it happened once. Fair. It happened once and that was about it. And we destroyed. Yeah, then they were like, that's yeah. not fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I mean, when it comes to w- women's and men's sports, uh, I know it can be a very sensitive topic, but a lot of people either stray away because they don't want to talk about it or they're very opinionated. Right. And, you know, where I come in is women and men are different. We will never be able to compete apples to apples when it comes to physical strength. And, you know, I don't think many people can argue that. So when you come to comparing the sports, you have to take that out of it. And once you can appreciate that the, the physical differences of, of w- women and men, you can, you know, still appreciate the, the root of the competition for where, where the sports come from. Um, you know, that's, it's why in, in college we had, we practiced against boys because they made us stronger, faster, Uh, our, you know, our reflex time better because it was just, you know, refreshing not to play against each other all the time. And I know it made me better every time I practice against our, our scout team. I mean, I'll, I'll name drop a couple of our scout guys, but Richard Ramsey used to block me every practice and it was his goal. And I was like, gosh, darn it. Like, leave me alone. You're picking on me right now. No other girl can jump that high as you, but you know, they make, they, teach you how to like alter your shots and do different things where, you know, you just don't get that as quick when you practice against girls every day. So 
Um, you know, some people will argue that, you know, they maybe women and men can compete in the same sport. I don't think so. I, am pretty uh, adamant that, you know, those lines are, are different, but, um, to each their own that I think, you know, you can still appreciate the game and what, what we bring to it. Yeah. I've got to say watching women's basketball and playing against the girls at West Virginia, you got a great appreciation of how the sport technically should be played. Like it's a lot of fun to watch the men's games, high flying. They are literally just shooting threes like Steph Curry tonight already broke Ray Allen's record. Good for him. But it's slam dunks, three pointers. That's it. It's very little ball movement. It's very little like screening. It's very Mm -hmm. little like that. Women's basketball is, in my mind, and a lot of people's mind, the purest version of what this game is supposed to be like. So I definitely would appreciate that. I I can understand where that comes from. Um, Do you got anything, Kevin? I don't want to keep reading all the questions. No, for sure. I mean, I always looked at, you know, when women's basketball, if you're looking at like, about skill the women technically have a lot more skill than the dudes because men kind of just take advantage of that pure athleticism aspects whereas at times like you ladies like if you don't have that athleticism you guys have to all right can you can you screen somebody off better can you pass the ball better can you shoot the ball mid-range you know like those little things that's i'm all about the women's game and shout out to you for crushing it here Good on that one, Mary. You can Sorry. take the next one because I have to keep reading sure. them all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so you got to give your voice a break. So, uh, Kaylee, it says that you only played one season overseas at Hala. I, I, I mean, I, I'm so sorry. Is it Hale? Where is it's it? Hala. Where is it? Yeah. Uh, it's just south of Berlin, so like an hour and a half south of Berlin, so on the east side Hello. of Germany there. Okay. Yeah. So why did we only spend one season there? Yeah, it's a great question. I actually took two years off after college, and I was like, you know, I'm ready to retire after college. Um, and that's when I started coaching uh, high school girls basketball, and I was like, okay, I really have a talent here. Uh, I'm not, I might not be done. Uh, so I got an agent, um, who helped me, you know, get that deal overseas. And, uh, while I was overseas, my dad actually got sick with cancer. So, um, he had lung cancer and, uh, called me and I, you know, was just like, you know, I need to be home at this time. Um, which our, my coach and agent was, were very understanding and came home and, uh, he actually just hit his nine year cancer free anniversary. So super exciting there. Oh, that's yeah. so amazing. Um, but at the time it was just, you know, I just needed to come home and, and be there. So it's more important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Family first out here because basketball, it, it's going to be here forever and ever. But, you know, we can't, when it comes to those people, uh, you, you know, family stays first. Oh, this is a great one. I got, I got uh, a question to follow up that one though. Go ahead. No, I don't Do have all that. What was it like playing overseas? Like I know yeah, people that have, was- but what is it like? It was phenomenal. I loved it, especially because I played um, at ASU in my backyard, right? I was born and raised in Arizona. It was such a phenomenal experience just to get as far away as possible. And it really, (laughs) I mean, you both understand that, right? You uh, like when you just show up to a town, you're like, I don't know anyone. Like, what am I doing? So uh, I've done that four times in my life now. Yeah. When I flew to Berlin, it was like the most uh, welcome to a foreign country you could ever have experienced. So I had a connecting flight through Berlin before I went to Halle and uh, the Berlin airport went on strike. It was like literally on strike for 24 hours. And so my agent called me and he was like, um, you know, your flights today, here's what's happening. Here's some alternatives for you or, or what to do in case you can't get a hold of anyone when you land. I landed. I'm when they're on strike, I'm telling you, like luggages were to the ceiling in the airport. There was like oh my God. Uh, emergency water and snack stations because you couldn't even like get on another plane. You couldn't do anything. Like they were legit on strike for an entire week. And I was like, okay, I can't speak German. 
I'm I'm three hours from where I'm supposed to do be. What do I do? Uh, and I was like, screw my luggage. I can find that later. I'm just jumping on a train, and I jumped on a train, which was like a six-hour train ride to where I was supposed to be. And I'm like, I can do this. Okay, I can do this. So that was like my first experience, like day one. I didn't have a change of clothes for three days. It was fine. But my coach picked me up from the train station and was like, welcome. I'm like, thanks. You're like, <laughs> um, great, great six-hour train ride. What the heck happened? Yeah. Uh, and then on our team, uh, in the, in the um, group that I played in, you were allowed two Americans on every team. Um, and we had two Americans, two Canadians, and then the rest were German. Our coach was German as well. So he spoke great English. Some of the girls' English was okay. Uh, but he, when he was pissed, he would yell in German. So I always knew when I did something wrong or when he was mad at me, because I was like, I, I don't need to know what you're saying. I get it. Right. Like everyone knows when a coach is mad at you and you did something wrong. Uh, but it was just so fun. Like the fan base in Germany was like nothing you'd ever experience. They, um, the gym size is about like a community college size. If I were to compare it to like, you know, what the gym size you're playing in, but the fans just loved you. Like you were a legit celebrity. They greeted you. They were so kind. They would like talk to me when I was in stores and like would recognize you. Um, and we had, we just had a blast. Like it was, it felt like a, a different experience. We drove to games, like all of our games were within like a 12 hour drive. So it like almost felt like I was like in a D2 college. Uh, you know what I mean? But we had a, a men's team. So it was, you would play before and after um, kind of like they do in uh, some of the community colleges. And it was a blast. That sounds Did awesome. you happen to ever play against like people you played against when you were that, during that season overseas and like play against maybe some of your own teammates that you used to play with at ASU? I did. I did play against one of my ASU teammates, which was so much fun. Uh, to kind of see her in, a, in another country. We had like just a, a great time competing against each other. Um, I also connected with a volleyball player from Grand Canyon University who was like an oh. hour away from me. And we both had a weekend off and we were, you know, just like, okay, let's find a common American and go adventure and see some cool <laughs> shit. Um, in the town I was in, their like nightclubs were castles from the 1600s. Like, in Arizona, nothing's older than 1914. And, you know, you are just partying in these castles at night. And it, it was it was a blast. It was so different. And there's no castles in Arizona at all. Like, no, no, it's flat. It's dirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shall I read this next one? Merrick, yes, I think you'll sure? I think you'll really like this one, Kaylee. I actually really do really like this one. So uh, we were wondering what are your thoughts on the current NIL deals that athletes are getting? And if you were in school able to get these NIL deals, what brands would you have loved to work with? Man, I am so jealous of students today that it's not even funny. Like, uh, I've, I've, I've supported this for a long time because I do think students uh, you know, they bring a lot of money in for schools and uh, th it's their brand. Um, there is a lot of, you know, conflict around like if boys should get paid more, or girls should get paid more and, and this and that. But uh, I would have loved to, who would I love to partner with? I mean, I'm a local girl at heart. So I probably would have like, Hit myself out to every local restaurant and like, hey, this is why you need to come to ASU. This is or this is why like I could sponsor you. Um, that's how I wear it. Be I. I do remember in college, I uh, after a game, I had practice the next day. I was running late and I was speeding. I got pulled over and the cop that pulled me over was the like security guard that walked Charlie out after a game and he let me off because he was at our game. He's like, hey, did you? help like beat the, I don't know, remember who it was, like the Oregon Ducks that I beat before. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, your coach runs a solid program. You need to, you know, watch out what you're doing and like have good character. Cause you, you are, you're an influence on this community. 
And I, you know, it just kind of shows you like people are watching and I think you could have had a lot of influence at the time. That's awesome. I could see you just going down to the corner of the mill and be like, Hey, PF Changs, want to sponsor me? I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so this is kind of a one-off one of like biggest challenge and greatest achievement thus far, you know, in your career or in athletics, whichever one you want to pick. Um, I think I'll start with the biggest challenge because I think this could relate to a lot of, um, you know, athletes who are out there today. And it's kind of that transition life from being a student athlete to this like adult world that we're all living in. Right. You go from, um, give, like being given a schedule and being given like, okay, you're going to practice from six to six, 12 hours a day. We're going to provide you food. We're going to provide you a calendar. We're going to provide you a siphon check. And then all of a sudden it just ends. And you're like, well, shoot, like, what do I do next? And I think a lot of times athletes are so focused on the right now that you don't always take advantage of all the opportunities and resources you have around you. Like, you know, what is that career after, after sports? Because only, you know, what is it? How many percent of people of athletes go pro after college? And, um, it, it took some time for me. I, you know, I really dabbled in a lot. I, I think I tried out everything there was possible after I finished basketball. I mentioned I was a, a high school coach, a club coach, a professional basketball player. I was in a beauty pageant. I was like, okay, let's go walk in some heels and a bikini on stage. I was a fitness, I was in a fitness show. I worked on a golf course as a, a bar car, a bar cart girl. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should go get a real job in the corporate world. Uh, but it took some time. Like I, I really took advantage of that couple of years. And I was like, let's figure out who I am uh, when my identity is not Kaylee, the basketball player. So um, that was definitely probably my biggest challenge, but also, you know, really fun. Um, my greatest achievement, I think it was that I gave my all in, in basketball, right? I, I always saw basketball as a, like a, a, an opportunity, like this ball is something that can get me somewhere. And it did, I paid for all my school, a lot of experiences. I traveled the world with it. I went to Italy uh, Germany, like all on, on basketball's dime. And, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice that my parents did to make sure I, you know, got the resources I needed to do that, but I, I gave my all and I can say that. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. I definitely like the one with the ending your biggest challenge. Um, even just being a normal college student, you know, we are all so scheduled, you know, throughout the whole lifetime of college, your four or five years, however long you spend in college. And then all of a sudden it's like, bye. I said, well, what am I, what, what do I do? I don't, I don't know life. Like they, you don't, you don't yeah. learn anything. Well, let's I'll rephrase it. You learn a lot in college, but you don't learn how to live outside of college in a real world. Outside of a school setting. Yeah. That whole deal. So that, that's a big Absolutely. one. Um, so hopefully our younger listeners who are, I know we have a few people that are in college, listen to us, figure your life out your last <laughs> year out. and you'll be okay. <laughs> Don't do what the three of us all did of going, huh? Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out eventually. Don't do that. That was not fun. Um, I know we only have you for a few more minutes, Kaylee. Um, so I really want to get into these two questions that we have left. Um, the biggest one is, Kevin and I have mentioned it about the wage disparity between men's and women's sports. Uh, biggest idea of it is women's soccer. And also if you pay attention to the WNBA finals and the NBA finals, the difference of money that LeBron James made besides over uh, Diana Taurasi, two of the best players that have ever played the respective sport but Deanna Trancy is making $300,000 extra for a finals win and LeBron's almost making almost 2.5 million. What's your thoughts on that, that discrepancy there? Yeah. Good question. Um, 
you know, I'm a businesswoman, right? I've been in business for 10 years. So I, I get it. I get what brings in money and I get oh, why men are, are paid more than women today. So it's almost a fundamental um, change that needs to happen, whether it be, you know, TV ratings, uh, you know, what's being talked about in, you know, high school, uh, college, things like that. And if, if those fundamental things don't change, I don't think professional sports will ever change either, because I, I do think it's kind of a, a, a holistic change in itself. And it almost goes back to what I was saying earlier that, um, like there's a physical difference between men and women and, you know, you're not going to get the same type of entertainment out of the sport that you're watching. But you can still appreciate what, what the foundation is. And that's, you know, competitive spirit, amazing athletes for the gender that is playing um, and kind of, you know, believing in, in that. And then I think we'll start seeing some of those, the wage gaps um, shrink. But it comes down to uh, a lot of times like TV ratings and like your sponsorships. So if you don't fix those two things, you're not going to fix the salaries. Uh, because there's just not enough money to pay women the same money that, you know, these men are making. So it's kind of my more real, realistic uh, explanation of it. Uh, obviously, there's big dreams that all women have for it. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm a realist at heart. So really, I would never have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Kevin, do you want to ask? I think the last question really kind of touched on to your thoughts kevin yeah i think you answered it said you you talked about i think we asked how can we potentially adjust this to bring them closer together and i think you mentioned that you know it's gonna have to be who's gonna be sponsoring these events who's sponsoring the the telecast because i think if there's like a huge discrepancy for like when we're talking about basketball there's a huge discrepancy from how much coverage women's college basketball gets shown and then how much the pros in the WNBA yeah. get get let's, shown. Let's just talk so, about March Madness. Yeah, let's just oh, talk yeah. about March Madness. Oh who, God, who who plays on Saturdays and Sundays, and who plays on Mondays and Tuesdays? Like, you know, if if you just flip flop that, like, I don't, I don't know. There's so many things that you could like start changing. Or don't get me started on like the weight room controversies of last year's March Madness. Was that last Ooh. year or two years oh. ago? Last year. That, last year. That was horrible. Forget about it. That, that is I, like so literally bad. a curtain over is where the men's working out. And then the ladies literally get like a hotel gym where like, like not even a quarter they of got the bands. Space. They got bands in like a 45 pound weight. And that was about it. I love the simple fact Could that, not that believe it. the Oregon basketball player went on TikTok and was like, yeah. screw this. You know what? This is what we're eating. This is what the men are eating. This is our welcome bag. This is theirs. Yeah. And it's like, NCAA, you're, you're screwed. Like, you screwed this up. So they, they screwed up. Big they time. usually do, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they've screwed up left and right and will continue to screw up until we're six feet under at some point. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kaylee, I know you have to go. So one, we greatly appreciate you joining us. A hundred percent love to have you back on. I know yes. there's a lot more we could dive into, especially with not just your background in sports, but your background and what you've done after retiring professionally um, and all those other things. So thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. I know it's only six 30 there. So <laughs> thank you guys both for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very yes. welcome. Bye, Kaylee. Talk to you later. Bye, Kaylee. All right. Hi, Hi, Kevin. Merrick, it was a pleasure. That was fun. That was awesome. Kaylee's awesome. She's, yeah, she's super she's, cool. She's fantastic. So, guys, we're going to continue the rest of the episode. Don't don't worry. We've yeah. only been recording for 30 minutes. My gosh, Kevin, we might record in under an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Can it happen? We'll I don't know. See. Probably not. You and I? Probably no, not. No. Nope. No. No, yes. that won't happen. So, guys, we're gonna kind of turn heels here. Um, so one, if anyone wants to get in touch with Kaylee Murphy, best way to do it is Instagram. You can follow her on Kaylee Murphy's. Um, I think it's Kaylee Murphy at on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, uh, I think it's I I have her tagged on our the new social- Instagram. Third uh, time's a charm, people. There, yes. For those that don't know our new Instagram, it is 
the Manly Musings pod on Instagram. So go it's ahead. Follow all one it. word, right? Yes, all, all one, one word. word. Okay. Um, you'll see our logo as, as on there. Um, let me see. Let's see if we had our followers up. I've been trying to get the followers up. Thank you, Merritt, for sharing. We have 45 followers and nice. 56 following. So that's we're getting on pace to um, get more followers on there. Merritt, if anything, I have to get, send you that login so you can do all fun stuff on there as well. Kevin, Kevin, you are better at the marketing side of this stuff than I am. I will handle writing scripts and all right. Oh, all yeah. The- and you and put put it on there. So so that sounds good. You I'm you with it. you got that. So guys, let's touch base with our weekly sports update. This one, yes. I think we can all agree is extremely sad news from this past weekend of Demarius Thomas passing away at the age of 33. Um, I love what the Broncos did on Sunday. They went out there with 10, me- 10 men to start the game. Of course, that's what the NFL or any football team will do to kind of show their remembrance of that person. So yeah, huge. I mean, have we found out what, what happened to him? Yeah. So um, apparently in 2019, he was in a very serious car accident. And after that car accident, he was plagued with having seizures. So, Oh man, I guess he was in the shower and had a seizure. So I don't know what happened after if like hit his head or what, it, it that I don't know. I don't want to know. It's it, it's disheartening and so sad. Uh, I guess one of his buddies kept trying to get in touch with him and he couldn't. So he called his uh, Demarius's driver and his driver has a key to Demarius's house. And that's who found him was mm. his driver. So um, sad. Yeah. I mean, he's so young too. Only 30. He's our age. He's our yeah. age. Like, it's crazy. And he was just playing in the league, what, maybe two, three years? Last ago? year. He was playing yeah. last year. He played for the yeah. Jets. Yeah, for like Jets. for like a cup of coffee. So like out of control. The, the story's all about him. Like you can just tell this guy was a, a genuine human being. So it's fantastic. I did not know this though. The last scoring drive that Broncos went on was 88 yards. It's, 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 there's a way. The world works out here. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. All um, right. What we got next? Kevin, I'll let you take this one because you have been hmm. the one that has talked about women's sports and brought it up. Yeah. Um, and this is our women's sports episode. So we'll probably yes. dive into more women's sports stuff later. Absolutely. Got, there's some bad news for UConn uh, that I've oh, heard. Oh, yes. I know. Yeah. Definitely heard that one too. All right, let's so t- let's go with this. Go, all right. So, yeah. So USA Gymnast reached a $300 million settlement with USA Gymnastics uh, for everything that has been going on. Uh, My reaction to this, I'm glad they finally settled on something. I mean, this has probably been years and years in the making. Do I think they probably should have gotten more? Absolutely. But I'm just happy that the sagas, they can kind of, in a sense, move on with their lives. But um, I, I I can only imagine what they've gone through. You know, that like pretty much USA Gymnastics just dropped the ball on everything. And now what I'm curious, I didn't get a chance to finish, like read the articles on it. Does it say like how much is going to who or is is this a number, just a settlement between everybody that's being divvied out each? Probably going to be divvied out each. Uh, I didn't really dive too deep into it either. I saw the highlight, the highlight yesterday and was in the middle of a work day. So I do apologize, everybody. Um, but this number means a lot to these fam- these sur- these survivors. They truly are. They they went through an abuse, not of just power, but of a sexual side of things, and then were turned the blind eye. Um, I I watched the Netflix documentary about this. Oh yes, it was, Netf- it was Netflix. That Netflix it, had one. Yeah, I think and they it, called it like Athlete A or something. Something like that, and it's just you're hearing about what these girls went through and you know, if you're a parent, like your daughter comes and tells you this, I won't lie. If that happened to me in my life, I'd be in jail that straight up. I would be in jail um, because of that. And this, this means so it's a huge win, but at the end of the day, it's still, 
money. These kid, these girls lost something. And all we are giving back to them is money. Great. Yeah. They all have great careers. They've all, some of, let's be honest, the five that we all know of that everyone sees have had great careers. There's others that yeah. never made it that far that could have. But through all the trauma and everything they went through, they just couldn't go through all of it. So I'm looking at the New York Post right now. It is, uh, so this money that's 380 million is going to be going out to more than 500 abused victims. Jesus. So now I'm looking at I'm like 380 million. Hold on, let's do that math. Yeah. 380 And how many how many five So it says over 500, but just let's I would start at 500 first. 500,000 or 500 people. 500 people. Okay. That's so, $760,000 per person. So per a quarter person. million dollars, three quarters of a million dollars. Wow. Three quarters of a million dollars. That's a lot of money, but it is in the grand scheme of things. It's not a lot. No. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not. I I'm reading through it. And I think they just talked about from just by a quick sim. It's just that they talked about, while, you know, no amount of money is going to, you know, repair no. what happened to them, you know, at some point that these negotiations have to end. Yeah, you can't, so, you, can't you can't continue. This can't go on forever. Yeah. He, Larry Nazar is in jail. I hope he never sees the light of free world again. Agreed. Um, they, he's a horrible human being for what he's done. He's done. Um, yes, absolutely. Now let's jump into our West Virginia men's basketball team um, girls basketball go. team, by the way, is killing it. They have the same record as the men and neither is ranked. So that's fantastic. No idea how this is happening. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm very curious why we couldn't even make it onto the boards after this week. Um, I guess because I don't, as I, our schedule, not strong enough, very, very, <laughs> confused we've played um, some good teams we've we have one loss to marquette yeah which if you want to say that's a bad loss marquette actually isn't a horrible team they're playing pretty well they're they're overperforming what they should be at to be honest right but we from what i was reading they said that like according to the net rankings whatever the hell those are they said that our best team was that we face according to the net is Oakland. In the first game of the season that we blew out. Yeah. Which I think is super interesting, but I guess it's because of the strength of schedule that they currently have that we've gone through right now. So hopefully that will be fixed at some point. I'm, you know, I, I guess they want us to wait until see what happens after UAB. When we go to visit uh, Adam Kennedy, over down in Birmingham, we beat them, hopefully. And then, you know, we start off against Texas. So that I think that would make us nine or 10 or 11 and one, I think. Yeah, I just, I know. It just literally, yeah. it's mind boggling. You beat the number 15 team in the country. They only dropped five spots. Granted, it, we only won by three or four points. So it wasn't a big victory. And, we're and I think they're giving them sympathy because that was their first ever road game in like 20 months. Whatever, because I don't of care. COVID. I yeah, I, I, I hear you. I don't Me care too. if you didn't play last year, or didn't do I don't give a shit. Like no, you I lost. If yeah, and it's funny, like when I looked at the rankings and it's like, oh, Duke is number one in the country or number two in the country, and what they lost to Ohio State. What the heck? Purdue yeah. lost to on uh, to the Rutgers. Rutgers on Rutgers a on buzzer, a buzzer beater, beater from half court. And they dropped like two spots. I'm going. This is making no sense. Like how they rank college basketball at this point. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, we should, we shall only see what happens when yep. the season goes on. Uh, we fingers do need crossed. To, I do have to say though, we need to figure out how to hit some free throws. I saw some stat. If we, it was some ungodly number. If we like hit so many in a row or shot like 90% the rest of the games until like, we got to big 12 play we would still only be in ninth place in free throw percentage. 
Yeah. We are I mean, god-awful at shooting free throws. Yeah, it is really terrifying to watch because every time I see somebody get fouled, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want him to – I'd rather him just, like, make it so he doesn't have to, like, shoot. But that means they, our guys, they need to get into the gym. Hopefully they're working on it. And honestly, Taz needs help. He's not getting any help. It's literally the Taz Sherman show. And the minute other teams figure that out, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So hopefully him and McNeil combined for fit uh, 39 of our points against UConn. We scored 56 points or 58 points. Yeah. That's not good. Where's bridges. Where's the, where's our transfers? What, what are they doing? Well, the, the transfers, they don't know what they're doing yet. They don't know how to play the systems yet. That's true. Luckily, Pauly Policap has been doing really, really good with defense. Kerrigan is starting to get rebounds. But you know who needs Polycap, to really step though, up? Is, it's Cottrell. It, it, it's Cottrell. Like, Cottrell needs to step up. Yeah, Cottrell and Bridges need to step up. Like, it's just – it's it's one of those things. It's like, what's going on, guys? Come on. Please figure this out. Like, I love watching. They will. They, and I Hopefully know they will. They will. They, they will. will. You know, They're a Huggins team. They're, they're, they don't have any choice but to figure it out. And Huggins teams never shoot free throws well. So we should all just be used to this. By this yeah, point. I mean, even 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 when I was in college, our teams were oh, not. Oh, God, they the couldn't hit anything. They yes. get to the, the charity stripe and they freaking need to – the net needs to be as big as the ocean and they still going to miss it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, We've already mentioned this one. Steph Curry is now the all-time three-point sh- leader, um, passing Ray Allen. So that is fantastic for him. Good for him. Um, I yeah, it so, is. It's amazing how like that record is still going to literally. It's gonna grow because he still has another probably ten years left to play in the league. Well, he's like thirty three. Yeah, I mean, what he he started what in 07, oh seven oh nine oh nine right. I think oh oh eight oh nine yeah somewhere around there because he because our fr- my freshman year was when he was at Davidson so then it have to be around two thousand that two thousand nine draft where he got drafted one pick before the Knicks and then yeah so he's probably he's around a little more than ten years I think he's thirty three years old thirty three. Yeah, he I, was drafted in 2009. Let's um, go. See, Kevin knows what he's talking about. Seventh overall pick. Yes, because the eighth pick for the Knicks that year. And, you know, Golden State decided to break a lot of hearts. But I digress. I think – and that number is only going to grow. He's, it is. He's, and that's, he's, he's crushing it. And it's such a change in the NBA game uh, yep. from, you know, when we were kids growing up. It was bruising, big boy, like – Small forward, power forward centers were ruled the roost. But you had your Allen Iversons, you had your Kobe's, you had your Jason Kidd's. You had some of these guys that were really good outside of those three positions. Now it's become like, I'm just going to huck threes up from all over the place, and I'm going to make sure they go in. Um, Literally. It is amazing how the game has completely changed from, you know, they stress a lot of like, you know, when out growing up early two thousands, Duncan crossovers best handle, you're it. Now it's let me see, can I shoot it full court and make it? That's the new thing now kids want to do. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And Steph Curry changed the game. Shout out to him. I watched when he got the record just a couple hours ago. It was pretty cool. You had Ray Allen there. You had Reggie Miller all there oh, that's uh, awesome. to support him. Uh, Del Curry was there. They did a, I think they called a timeout just so he can like take in all the, the praise from the New York City crowd. Oh, but, I, yeah. I can only Shout imagine how that. cool that was. That's that's definitely a, a, a big one. Um, so one thing I, I love to bring up, and I feel so bad for her, is Paige from UConn. Eight weeks. Eight uh, weeks. She's going to have surgery now, apparently. Yeah, eight weeks. And I and think she... – um, from the sound, you're gonna have surgery, and it's gonna be eight weeks. But I think it's gonna be longer than that. Truth from how it I sounded, think here's a wash. Yeah, opinion. from how it sounded, it the article made it sound like this is she's done this year. She hang it up. Yeah, you're done. Come back Locked next out. year. Come just get healthy. Um, yeah, 
which I really hope they do. The UConn lost the other night. They, they lost, um, and then they almost lost again at the Prudential Center against UCLA. Remember when we talked about that game, the first ever women's game? Yeah. They almost yeah. they almost lost that game too. It's crazy. It, it's like how far how far down are they now? Excuse me. No, I hear you. You, you have a, you've had a long day, sir. <laughs> no, but how, where are they? They're, right now? they're so they were last ranked, I think, number like top five, but they're gonna go all the way down. Like you're probably thinking like in the 20s, if I'm guessing correctly. They're you fourth might... in the big east right now. They're number seven. Think... Overall? Yeah. Honestly, shout out to them because... for being number seven. Because they lost to Georgia Tech yep. on Thursday. They and have... they beat UCLA Saturday. Yeah, they beat UCLA by 10. They play Louisville Sunday. That's six versus seven. Uh, that'll be a big game. That's really their biggest game for a while. They go on and they play Villanova, Georgetown, Creighton, Xavier, Butler. They play Oregon, who's good. Um, their big challenge, though, they play South Carolina at the end of January. And South Carolina is, like, top tier. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Don Staley then, runs a hell of a program over there. And then they play Tennessee the following week in February. Yeah. Are they are they at Tennessee? No, it's at U- it looks like it's at U- UConn. Okay. Yeah, I love it. That's tough. That's a it's not an easy schedule, and especially when you lose your your best player. Yeah, and you still don't have your second best player, who is I think her name is like Azzy Fudd. Like she's like the number one recruit last year, and I don't think she's back from her previous high school injury. So it's gonna be an uphill climb for or my UConn Lady Huskies. So so it's saying here that she had surgery on Monday mm-hmm. um, to repair an anterior tibial plateau fracture um, and lateral meniscus tear in her left knee. Oh, they just showed it. Hold on. I want to see this again. They're playing Notre Dame. Oh. Oh. Ow. Okay. She's, I don't. I definitely don't want to see that. She now. was bringing the ball up, and all she did was try to dribble, and her leg – Oh, she hyperextended it. So her, so that ain't her it. foot slid oh. forward and it went. Um, but it says the estimated timetable is eight weeks from Monday, which gives her availability to come back in February. God, you know, please I'm, be smart. And please, I hope this girl. Don't bring her back, man. Don't bring don't, her back this year. No. Do the no. right thing. Take care of her. That's don't. your that's your ticket right there to get another championship. Yep. Um, so let's not do anything crazy here, Gino. Um, I, I threw this in because I thought this was funny. I saw this today. Um, everyone knows last year, the Suez Canal, right? How the boat got stuck. Yeah. Well, the boat went back through it today. Oh my goodness. Or yesterday. And guess what? It made it it through. It made it through. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Gotta love it. Gotta love yep. it. Made it through. Um, so that's a huge win. So that that's good. Maybe our Shout Christmas presents boat. will come on time. Yay! There you go. Gotta love. Gotta love that. That's hilarious. So, Kevin, how's Hawaii been? I know you've. I've seen your posts and everything, but how is it, bro? Oh God, it is. It, it's beautiful. I tried to show get the show you the view that I have, but it's funny. So where I'm at right now. Literally, you got to take advantage of when the sun is out because it rains like every other couple hours. So like the sun will be out from 7 a.m. to like 3 p.m., then 4 p.m. to like 8 p.m. it's raining. So but Kauai is beautiful. Highly suggest you go and take a visit to Kauai if you're ever around in the Hawaiian Islands. Um, We've just been driving around all day. My dad has been like, all right, let's go to this one. Let's go to this one. Take pictures, leave. Let's go to this one. Take pictures, leave. And then like the road on this island, it's like one way going one way, the other going. It's only two ways going. So there's like, it's really 
really, you know, it's, it's slow traveling. The highest like amount of mileage that you're going in your car is like 55 because okay. like, that's the speed limit around here. So it's definitely interesting, but it's been a good time. It's been a much needed rest and relaxation. Uh, we're actually flying back to Oahu, the main island tomorrow. So I can spend a couple of days with my cousins. I fly back to New Jersey on Thursday to be home Friday morning. Ooh. And then Christmas back to, time the grind. Is coming. back to the grind as always, you know, the drill. Yo. So um, Kaylee just sent me a thing on Instagram. Um, Candace Parker and her wife, Anna, oh my God, are expecting a, a baby. They're having a baby. Yeah. yeah I saw I just that saw this it. morning. Her, her message is, this is crazy. She literally changed teams. I was like, I, my thought was the same thing. I was like, Wait, she's married to, I didn't know she. Yeah. I didn't know that married, either. Married to, I, to anyone. I, I did not know she was married at all. And then when it was she like, used oh, to be Anna, married, like, she used to be married to that guy that used to play for Duke. Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Williams. Yes. They used yep. to be married. Yep. And she, then she pays him alimony. Yo, out of control. <laughs> Bro. Come on. Let's go. Like they have a kid together. Yeah. They used to live live the lifestyle out in LA and I guess it just went just yeah. apart. And then now literally it's um it's it's now she has a wife. I yeah. have no idea. Good for her. Congratulations. Candace Parker, I know you'll never listen to this podcast, but congratulations on having another child and great success with your uh Chicago Sky, right? Is that where she's at, right? Yeah, she she went back home to Chicago after yeah. so many years in LA. I was going to say, I can't, I couldn't remember exactly. I was like, I know it was in LA, but I, good for her. Congratulations on that. Great, great things right there for you. Um, so enjoy yes. it. Cannot wait to see you potentially dominate again, you know, this upcoming year, fingers are crossed. Um, before we jump into the hat stuff and the wrestling stuff and all that fun stuff that we always do. Yes. Did you see Kyrie Irving's posts? Which one? I know he went and visited somebody the other day. Not that one. Which one? Putting on basketball shoes. Apparently, there's been reports that he could potentially play. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, honestly. optimism that he will be able to play this year. Honestly, if the Nets are trying to do something this year, he needs to be on the basketball court. That is a fact. They they need him to be Kyrie Irving and Ky- and to just to give Kevin Durant his proper uh, Batman slash Robin because they need him. Yep. And then uh, actually yeah. tonight, if you heard, literally. The Nets are only playing with eight guys tonight because of all the COVID. Dude, all this COVID stuff. The Bulls, two games, next two games are suspended because the majority of their team is out. Yeah. Um, the Nets ten, are ten, down. Gu- ten guys for the Bulls. Um, then the Nets have, I think, at least six. A bunch of NFL regular players. Injuries. They had. Yep. Uh, they said. From September until literally like the end of November, they had 110 cases total in the NFL. Oh my gosh. In the past week, they've had 64. Woo. Yeah, I it, well, you know what it is? It's is this time of year. It's getting colder in a lot of places. You know, gonna, people are being around others because of the holidays. And I'm I don't want to make they knew this, this was gonna happen. I don't want to make this sound bad and whatever. I, I don't care what people think of my opinions, like. It's my opinion. Good for you. Good for me. Right. Um, this is going to happen every year over and over and over and over. It does not matter if you're vaccinated, you have the booster, you're still able to contract COVID. Like you're able to contract the flu, even if you get a flu shot or if you get this, if you have chicken pox, you had the chicken pox vaccine. A little bit less likely, but it still could happen. It's not always 100% immunity to something. Just giving you an opportunity to fight it off faster. Please understand that, people. Please. Like, I live in New York. We are now underneath a mask mandate until the middle of January. This sucks. 
Yeah. But I get it. Am I happy about it? No, because I don't like wearing a mask. It's just not fun. But I get it. So please do your part. Either be, get, get vaccinated, get the booster. Or if you don't feel like doing that, you don't trust it, whatever it is, that's fine. Just follow the guidelines that your state has in place so that we are all safe. Okay. If it asks for you to wear a mask, Preach. just wear a mask. It's, they're uncomfortable, but you're wearing it for what? Five minutes. I went into the grocery store today and had it on for 10 minutes. I was like, that's itchy. You got a beard. It's itchy, but that's it. Just follow the guidelines. We'll be okay. All right. Let's just move yes. on. Absolutely. Um, Kevin, I see you. I see you, boy. You're rocking a New York Knicks jersey. Who you got on? Who you got uh, on? So I was going to put up a poll, but I didn't have enough time to do it. So this right here. That might know. be something for next. Oh, no. Next week's Christmas episode. So no. Yeah, Christmas episode. I already have an idea for my Christmas episode. Yes. So right here, you know, I'm going back. Glory days of the Knicks. This was one of my favorite purchases during the quarantine purchasing period of time. You know, this is who I grew up watching. Number eight, Latrell Sprewell. Nice. And it, and it was appropriate because the Knicks are playing right now. I should have my Knicks gear on. I had to go with my guy Sprewell out here. I know he made a couple of appearances back at the Garden a couple of years back. He's looking good. I'm glad to see him. He's doing well. But yeah, um, that is my jersey of the day. Merritt, I'm very excited for your hat. I love that show. You want to go ahead and tell the people what we're seeing right now? I'm all about it. So I got to talk talk about this hat before I tell you what it actually is. I saw this hat last last year at Target, and I was like, "It's a dad hat, but it's a sick dad hat. Yeah. Kind of want it." And it's Target, so we all know Target. It's very inexpensive for a lot of their clothing stuff. I was like, I'm getting this. My wife's like, why? I go, I just want it. Um, so everyone on YouTube, they could see it. Um, it is Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian. I love it. I, and so like, I was playing in a flag football tournament. Gosh, last, was it maybe in October or November? Before I moved down here to Long Island. And my buddy and I wore this. His hat said Baby Yoda underneath it, and my, mine doesn't. Mine just has Baby Yoda. So we both wore it during the whole tournament. <laughs> it was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a lot it. of fun. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the hat I'm rocking today. Um, so next week, like we mentioned, is a Christmas episode. So Christmas don't worry. Episode. This will be, we'll have some fun with this one. Um, yes. But, guys, we're about at an hour. We, wow. we made it an hour. Shout out to us. Shout, Shout out, out to us, us. Kevin. I, I want you to go and enjoy the rest of your night or afternoon, rather. It is nine o'clock for me. So I'm probably going go to go to bed because uh, I got to have to go to the gym in the morning because I am a psychopath. Um, it's all good. But did we miss anything? Any any lingering thoughts that you may have? Um, No. Um, Again, shout out to Steph Curry for breaking the uh, three point record. Hopefully you guys don't win tonight against my mics because we need a win. Um, also, if anything, I'd love to bring Kaylee on again. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd love to bring her on where we're not so, talking about so serious uh, subjects. I was trying to collect some like fun questions to like end her off what like a laughing note. But yeah, I mean, shout out to you, Mary, for getting this together. Great discussion on women's sports, you know, a topic that, you know, some are just not brave enough to go after, but we are because that's what we do here. But yeah, I don't I have nothing else on my end. Do you, sir? Remember, guys, we are just two idiots that love sports, love talking. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have more guests on. I've already talked to Kaylee after she's gone off. And I said, we'd love to have you back on. Um, I'd love to have her on for a full episode. Like I, yes, I think the biggest, the biggest thing was we only had her on for so long. So I was like. I want to get these questions answered because yeah, a lot of people, these are questions I think a lot of people would ask, Absolutely. Um, but then I definitely want to dive in and just have a lot of fun. Like the next conversation to be like, all right, give us your, your best story of like when you played, like who was the biggest competition? Like, but also like, what was the best moment? Like as a college athlete, what was one of the coolest moments? And it can't be yeah. going to the elite eight. 
and beating up on Bowling Green. Like that, that can't be. I know. It. I'll be like, something else. Beating up on Bowling Green. All right, because I was right, trying to. Bowling Green sucks at sports, but okay, good for you. <laughs> um, no, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, like like we've mentioned, next week we're going to do a Christmas episode. So we've already got a kind of outline. We have things that we need to fill in prior to the episode, but um, I can't wait. I'm 100% rocking an ugly sweater hat. Y'all will see what it's going to be. I cannot drop any hints. Um, oh, I might drop maybe a hint on my own Instagram um, and tag the podcast. So Kevin can put yes. it out on the podcast page, but guys, thank you for listening to episode 10. This has been a lot of fun. We're going to keep doing this. Maybe one day we'll. We've made big. it to double digits, guys. Yes. Amazing. We haven't double been canceled digits. by cancel culture yet. <laughs> no, and we won't be because we're great out here. We're having fun. Like we said, we're just the two idiots. Also, um, Kevin and I have been spitballing an idea of potentially having T-shirts. So, in the work in the work phase of trying to figure all that stuff out, if we can, great. If not, hey, whatever. Um, but are there ideas? So, guys. Follow us on our own Instagrams. Uh, mine is Merit underscore P. And Kevin, what is yours? Yes, uh, mine is KQuava624. And also make sure you follow the new and improved Instagram that is working for us, The Manly Musings Pod on Instagram. Uh, enjoy it. I'm gonna try, we're gonna try and get some fun content up there for you guys. And yeah, shall I just outro us out? Let's go. Let's 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 wrap this up. You got yes. You got to go enjoy your rest of your day. Yes, I'm gonna go enjoy the rest of my day. Merritt's gotta go to sleep, so I will say this. Go ahead and take care and spike your hair. Adios, y'all.